Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Glory to your name, God. I'm going to speak over the next couple of minutes from a topic that I know why it rains. Tell somebody beside you, I know why it rains. Tell somebody, I know why it rains. And wouldn't it be fitting on the day that it's raining today? The Bible says that we are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And we know that rain represents the spirit. Water represents the spirit. All through the Bible, there are metaphors and alliteration of the water of the spirit. Out of your spirit shall flow rivers of living water. Somebody say water. We are cleansed daily through the washing of the word. Somebody say water. It is the spirit of God himself. Even when Jesus was on that cross. Blood didn't just come out of his side, but blood and water. Somebody say water. And if we look around today, people of God, not only is this land physically, I was watching the Weather Channel and they said that this area is experiencing a drought and I know we love sunny days and we love days where it's comfortable. We can go out and have picnics and ride around with the, with the sunroof open and the top down. But if you have too many of those, you end up having a drought. Somebody say drought. God said that this world is in drought of my spirit. And he said, I desire to send rain. But it requires that my people know the purpose of the rain. Somebody Tell somebody, I know why it rains. I want you to turn with me to Zechariah, the 10th chapter. It says this. Ask the Lord for rain. The New Living Translation says in springtime. Somebody say in springtime. Then King James says in the time of rain. For he makes the storm clouds. Tell somebody, he makes the storm clouds. And he will send showers of rain. To every field, tell somebody every field. Tell somebody, tell them you are a field. He shall send showers of rain to every field so that every field becomes a lush pasture. Tell somebody, I know why it rains. You may be seated. People of God, you have to understand. People, God, we have to understand 
that God moves through the metaphor of rain. How many know that there is always a physical representation of what God does in the spirit? And looking at, at this scripture in Zechariah, it, it is telling us to ask for rain in the time of rain. Now that may seem like that's a tongue twister. That may, may seem like it's an oxymoron. So why should I have to ask for rain when it's time for it to rain? So you have to understand, people of God, that everything that was written in the Bible during this time was written in the context. Somebody say context. Context matters. And you have to understand when the prophet Zechariah was speaking, he was speaking from the context of an agricultural representation of what God wanted to do in the spirit. You have to understand that out of all the places where God deemed that he wanted to put his, his, his special chosen people, why in the world would God place his, his chosen people in the middle of a desert? That made sense. You would think if, 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 if the children of Israel, God's chosen people, you would think that God would give them the most prime real estate. You would think God will put them in a place where there's the most fertile soil. Don't that make sense? I mean, this is just, that's just my logical thinking. If you're my favorite people, I'm going to put you in the most favorable position so that you can always have crops, so that you always have a bountiful harvest. But God planted his people, the land that he gave Abraham, he gave him desert land. And the prophet was telling the people of God, you need to ask for rain in the springtime. Here, here, here is the thing about the people of God. In Israel, over in the Middle East, they have what they call a rainy season, which is what they call their springtime. And that is the only time of the year that they get rain. So if they don't get rain during the springtime, it, it affects the whole rest of their year. So he's saying, don't just assume you're going to get it. Ask for it when it's time. Discern your moments, people of God. You have to discern the seasons that you're in. Could it be possible that the what God wants to send you could affect seasons upon seasons? In the future, you have to understand that we are not praying. We are not worshiping for our present. We are worshiping. We are praying. We are being obedient for our future. Tell somebody, ask for rain in the time of rain. The word of God tells us to number our days. Discern the times and see. In Ecclesiastes, he said there was a time and there was a season to everything under the sun. There's a time to sow. There's a time to reap. There's a time to kill. There's a time to destroy. There's a time to be silent. There's a time to speak up. So everything, there is a time and there's a season. And God has spoken the word over this house. Then now is the time to ask for rain. Tell somebody it's springtime. But let's not move with the arrogance of assumption that just because it's springtime it's going to rain. I had the privilege this week of, of, of being in the presence of a couple influential men of God in my life didn't talk to each other didn't know each other but they, they, they echoed the same sentiment 
And one thing was about preparation. And the other one was about rain. Tell somebody you must prepare for rain. You must prepare for rain. You have to understand, people of God, that Israel and its location is located in the desert. How many of you know that desert has hard ground? Have you ever wondered why God, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm ask you just to confirm because I, I, I've, I've said the same thing. We get excited when God says, I'm going to give you territory and a, feet, and a place that I give you. The very place that I give you, whatever your feet going to tread, I've given it to you. And we thank God, oh, new territory, enlarge my territory, enlarge my borders. We get excited about that. And then when we get there, we realize it's hard ground. Can we be honest? The thing that we asked God for didn't look like the finished product that we saw in our spirits. Sometimes God, he gives you the land, but the land is hard ground. I said, well, God, why in the world did you give your children Israel hard ground? He said, I gave them hard ground for two reasons. So they would always have to cry out for me. <laughs> and when I produce fruit in their lives, the rest of the world will always marvel at it. Do you realize that Israel is one of the top producers of produce in the whole world, but they're located in the middle of the desert? Do you not know we are grafted into the family and the household of God? That we are the adopted children of Israel? And even though you don't look like it, even though you may feel parched, even though you may feel dry and unproductive, am I, tell, am I, am I hitting anybody's street this morning? That of all I've got in my spirit, I feel like I can't yield fruit out of my ground. God said the only, things you, only thing that you are missing it's rain in the time of rain. Somebody say, God, send your rain in the time of rain. I know why it rains. I know why it rains. Anybody ever has ever had to live with hard ground? God gave you the job that you asked for. And as soon as you got there, you found out that it was hard ground. God let you get into the school that you wanted as soon as you, soon as you started the curriculum you found out that it was hard ground God let you marry the man of your dreams and the woman of your dreams and you woke up one morning you smelled that stinking breath and it wasn't a fairy tale all of a sudden it was hard ground somebody say hard ground It seems the very thing we asked for, we would think that God would usher us into God, to the Garden of Eden. God said, no, no, the Garden of Eden, that flourishing place is going to come out of you. I am going to make you an oasis in the desert. That's going to prove that I'm God. But God is saying, stop trying to run away from your hard ground. That's the place that I want to transform into Eden. 
that's going to prove that I'm God. See, when people look at you, because you know people are watching you. Tell somebody, people are watching you. If everything you walked into was already ready made, already ready to move in, already had stuff uh, flourishing on the bud, already, already had grapes this big, if you already walked into your promised land, people would try to give it to some other reason, that it was love, that it was just because who you related to, that it's just because you kissed up to the boss, just because, you got, just because you're part of the sorority and fraternity. But God said, no, 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 no. God said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you into a desolate land and watch people start talking about you, watch people start talking about how crazy you are, Say, girl, how in the world are you going to walk into that? Why are you walking away from that job? Because God told me. I'm going to a place that I know not of, but at the end of it, God will never look foolish. He's never going to look foolish. God will never be embarrassed. He will always get his glory in the end. Oh, it may look like God is losing. But we walk by faith and not by sight. His resume is impeccable. It's irrefutable. He cannot lose. Losing is not in his nature. Losing is not in his name. He's a winner. And because I'm attached to the Father, the DNA of the Father is in me. And if he's never tasted defeat, neither should I. Tell somebody he's going to turn you into a flourishing garden. Here's the purpose of the rain, people of God. God told me, he said, look, rain is not the end goal. Oh, we want it, but rain is not the end goal. You know what the rain does? The rain simply softens up the ground. I want you to listen to me closely. The rain softens up the ground. Rain is not the goal. Rain is the assistance. See, if God was a cruel God, he'd tell you to work by the sweat of your brow, the hard ground. But God said, if you ask for rain, in the time of rain, I will soften up the ground and I will give you a divine assistance. You have to understand, people of God, that when the ground gets softened, the, the ground gets softened so that you can prep the ground for sowing of seed. Anybody ever tried to sow seed on hard ground? See, Jesus gave a parable like that one time. He said, as a man that sowed seed, and some fell upon hard ground, some, some, some fell upon a stony ground. Sometimes the, some, some of the seed got burnt up by the sun, and some of the birds ate. But God said, I'm sending rain, not as the end of the culmination of the thing, but the rain is just the beginning of the process to get to your harvest. Tell somebody, it's only the beginning. Rain is not the ending. Although we are praying for it, we are praying for the initiation of a harvest process. God 
said, I'm sending rain as a, as the, as a divine, uh, uh, divine assistance. Rain representing my spirit. What you could not do on your own. I'm sending rain. Has anybody, anybody been trying, trying to turn over your soul and, and, and you realize that it's, 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 it's making you pull muscles and it's, and it's draining your energy all because you're trying, to turn, you're trying to turn over soul that's hard and rocky? Come on, let me see the hands of somebody. Have you been trying to turn over rocky soul and say, God, I know you gave me this land. I know you gave me this husband. I know you gave me this job. But God, the soul is too rocky. Well, God's response is, well, why don't you ask for rain? Instead of doing it in your own strength. Why don't you ask for rain? God, I thank you. I'm the one that makes the storm clouds. the storm cease but I also can make the storm begin and if you have need of rain all you got to do is ask for it but you got to discern the purpose of the rain see so many times we really we, we, we think is that the rain is God God's gonna fix everything but really Thank you, Lord. The rainy season was not a time where everybody said, oh, Lord, it's, it's here. The rain has come. It was the beginning of the sowing process. It's really when the work began. Because it couldn't do the work as long as the ground was hard. But as soon as the, as soon as the rain softened up the ground, said, now it's time to go to work. Tell somebody it's time to go to work. The rain is not the end of the process. It's only the beginning, people of God. Rain comes with a mandate. God said, if I'm going to send rain, you are obligated to work the soil that I gave you. You have no excuses. You have no excuses. You say, well, Lord, it's too, it's too stony and it's too dry. And see, a lot of times, a lot of times as believers, we want to stay in that ambiguous gray area. Lord, I would if I could. If the circumstances were ideal, Lord, I would do it. God said, I am going to send rain if you ask for it. But when I send rain, you have no more excuses. It's time to get to work. God said, what I called you to do, it's going to benefit my kingdom. So why would I withhold things that are going to assist you? All I, But God said, it is a godly principle. You have not because you ask not. God said, if you ask for rain, when it's time for rain, I will send the rain. But once I send the rain, you have no more excuses. Tell somebody, no more excuses. No more excuses. I don't have the necessary. God said, I have softened the ground. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now. Thank God that he's going to soften your ground. Come on, thank say, God, thank you for softening up my ground. You don't need new land. What you need is rain. You don't need new land. You don't need a new job. You don't need a new neighborhood. You don't need a new husband. All you need, people of God, is rain. Somebody open your mouth and say, God, I thank you for the rain that's coming. God, I 
thank you for the rain that's coming. I thank you, Lord, for the rain that is softening up my ground. I thank you, Lord, for, a, for divine assistance. I thank you, Lord, for divine assistance that will make my work easier. So, see, God said, I'm taking the toil out of it. See, when Adam sinned, the curse came. And God said, with toil shall you, shall you try to yield fruit. But we are no longer under the curse. We are under the blessing. We are under this, the dispensation of grace and the blessing. And God said, when my rain comes, there is no more toil. Somebody say to your feet right now, say, God, I thank you that no more toil. No more toil. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have resistance. But God said there is no more struggle in it. When my rain comes, you're going to turn that earth over. You're going to till that ground. You're going to get the richness out of your soil. In the name of Jesus, I declare under the unction of the Holy Ghost that you will get soil. You will get soil. You will get the richness of the soil. Right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I, I can make a declaration over every stony place in your life. Somebody begin to worship him right now. We thank you, Lord, that every stony place, every stony place, every stony place, God, that you have given us. Because some of us have been working fields that are not that are not assigned for us. God, we thank you, Lord, for every place that's stony, every place that's hard and rocky, God. You begin to send the glory of your reign. Begin to worship him now. Come on, begin to worship him now. Thank you, Lord, for rain. Thank you, Lord, for rain. Thank you, Lord, for a divine assistance. Thank you, Lord, for divine assistance. Thank you, Lord, for divine assistance. I thank you, Lord, for divine assistance. In our careers, God, divine assistance of rain. Divine assistance of rain. Thank you, Lord, for divine assistance of rain. Thank you, Lord, for divine. Lord, we understand the mandate, God, that we're ready to roll our sleeves up as soon as you send rain, God. That we're ready to work the soil that you have given us. It's not a time to put our feet up, God, but we thank you for rain. Somebody lift your voice and thank you. Thank you, Lord, for rain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's it. may say and I'm just about finished and you may say well Pastor Tony how in the world do we get rain it's one thing to ask for it's one thing to ask for but God says this first Kings the 18th chapter the 41st verse y'all come on and stand with me come on come on come on let's stand in unity come on God might God might heal them knees I love you if you stand on them First Kings, the 18th chapter. This is the prophet Elijah after he just finished battling with the prophets of Baal. 
The 41st verse says this, And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the, of the abundance of rain. Somebody say the sound of the abundance of rain. Tell somebody beside you, I hear the abundance of rain. Tell somebody, I hear the abundance of rain. Tell somebody again for the Holy Ghost. Tell them, I hear the abundance of rain. 42 says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink. And look, and look, and look, at, look at Elijah's response, y'all. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain. He heard it. He heard a rumbling in the distance. How many of you know when a storm can come in? When it comes in, you can sense it. You can smell it. You can smell the atmosphere changing. You can hear thunder afar off. And you really, you can see ominous clouds, dark clouds coming. Away. Tell them about it. It's near. It's near. It's near. But look at it. Look at Elijah's response. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. And he cast himself down on the earth. And he put his face between his knees. This is, this is the last thing we got to do, people of God. That even though rain is near, tell them about it, rain is very near to us. He did not take for granted just because he heard it. He did not take advantage. And he, he wasn't arrogant enough to think that it could not pass him by. He went to the highest point of the land. And the word of God said he got on his knees and put his hair between his knees. What did he do? He prayed the rain in his direction. He didn't take for granted that rain was nearby because he realized that rain can make a shift at any moment. He realized how finicky and how fickle clouds could be. That one push of one degree from the jet stream can change and move that cloud another way. But he said, since it's near, I'm going to pray it through. I'm going to be a midwife and I'm going to pray the thing that I've been asking God for. Even though I hear it, I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm going to pray it through. Touch somebody beside you and tell them pray it through. Pray it through, pray it through. It's close, but you gotta pray it through. It's it's closer than it's ever been, but you've got to pray it through. You've got to pray it through. You can't take it for granted that it's close. You've got to pray it through. Put your head between your knees and begin to pray it through. Put your head between your knees and begin to pray it through. What is the secret to get in the rain, people of God? It is prayer. Prayer makes the transaction. Prayer makes it possible. So many times we, we, we reserve prayer to when we're in trouble. We reserve prayer to when we're in calamity. God said that if we will pray without ceasing, if we will pray for rain, that's why, that's why the scripture said ask for rain. Asking is a form of prayer. Tell them how to ask him. Let your pride down and begin to ask him for rain. Ask him for rain in the time of rain. The prophet said, I see, I see it. I can hear rain afar off, but I'm not going to assume that it's going to come in my direction. I am going to use everything within my power and I'm going to pray it to my house. I'm going to pray it to my family. I'm going to pray it to my body. I'm going to pray it to my children. Tell the body, pray it in, pray it in, pray it in, pray it in. Pray it in, 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 pray it in. Don't you get cocky just because you're God's child. Tell somebody you got to close the deal. 
Anybody that's ever been in a sales environment, you know there's always a person that's the front line person that people talk to when they're trying to make a sale. Then once they get you a little bit of interested, they bring in the closer. Tell somebody you got to be a closer. I believe this. I believe there are things in our life that we should have been had in our possession, but we failed to close the deal. How do we close the deal? We close the deal by putting our head between our knees and praying until that's our problem, people of God. We thought, oh, 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 things look favorable. Oh, I see a cloud, and we assume that it's gonna come our way. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, they say, God, what happened? I thought I heard you. I thought I heard the sound. I, God said, God, I thought you said you did hear me, but you failed to close the deal. We assume just because we ain't sinning, just because we ain't drinking, because we ain't sleeping with nobody else's wife or husband, that God is going to send stuff our way. God said, you had not because you asked not. And if you don't close the deal by putting your head between your knees, by turning the plate down and being a midwife and having to birth that thing, God said, you will live your life without rain. Tell somebody beside you, tell them you got to close the deal. You've got to close the deal. I'm going to leave this with you. You are living in now what you have or have not prayed for. You are living in right now. We're not praying for the present. We're praying for our future. What you're living in right now is a result of what you have or have not prayed for. If you're dry, it's because you didn't ask for rain. If you're flourishing, it's because you did the necessary things to get rain. Tell somebody you have, I said, tell somebody you're living right now in what you have or have not prayed for. God said, you're going to eat the fruit of what you're praying for right now. Prayer is a proactive tool and weapon of the kingdom of God. And we've been using it as a passive, reactive weapon. When the word of God commands us to pray without ceasing. But look, look, here's the thing. I'm going to show you in scripture. Turn to 2 Chronicles 7 chapter. And we're about to go, y'all. Is anybody being blessed by this today? Tell somebody, I know why it rains now. It rains to soften up my ground so that I can go to work, so I can plant seed. And then that will produce the harvest. Second Chron Chronicles, the seventh chapter. It's, 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 a, it's a very famous, when the 13, 14, uh, uh, verse 14 is a very uh, a famous and popular point of scripture. But I want to read you the context around it. I'm going to read from 11. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do in construction of the temple and the palace. Then one night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices. 
13 says this. At times, listen to this, y'all. I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Look at this. See, everybody loves wants to pick up at 14, but that's the context for it. Then, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins. And then I will heal and restore their land. 15 says, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. A place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it. For it is dear to my heart. I want to draw your attention back to 13. It says at times. He said although this is a place of my choosing. Although this is a place where I find that is acceptable. I found it to be acceptable for sacrifice. He said but at times Solomon. I might just shut up the heavens. So that no rain falls. Or command grasshoppers to devour the crops. Or even send plagues among you. What is that saying? It's saying people that God provokes us to prayer that even though you're my chosen vessel when you get too comfortable I'll shut the heavens up when you get to thinking it's about you and not me I'll, I'll cause grasshoppers and locusts to eat up the very thing I blessed you with I don't want it to be said that God had to provoke me to prayer. Some of the trouble we're in is because God had to provoke you to your knees. God, I thank you. God said, if you would stay before me always and cry out for rain, there'd be no need for me to provoke you. He said, even though you are my people, even though you are sanctioned by me, there may be times where I may have to shut up the heaven because you've gotten too comfortable. Tell somebody, don't, tell somebody, God, don't let that be me. Lord, let us remain thirsty. Don't let us get, 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 start picking up harvest and forget that God is the one who sent the rain that softened up the ground. I don't want him to shut the heavens up, y'all. Is it anybody like me that doesn't want God to shut the heavens up? Somebody lift your hand and say, God, don't shut the heavens up. Come on, come on, begin to worship him in this room right now. God, don't shut the heavens up. Don't send locusts to eat up what you blessed me with. Some of the reasons some of, we can't progress is because we've changed our stance. 
that we took our head from between our knees. We got a spirit of arrogance. Like God has to bless us. But God desires, he loves you so much that he'll shut the heavens up before he lets you go in error. That he will dry you up to get you back to the place where he wants you. Notice God said, I might. It doesn't mean that it has to. You don't have to go through a dry season. You don't have to go through a desolate wasteland. God said, if you will keep your head between your knees. What is God calling us to? God is calling us to perpetual prayer. I know that's not sexy. But those are the building blocks to success in the kingdom of God. Tell somebody, you must pray without ceasing. By the show of hands, how many of you feel God calling you to prayer? Come on, don't just raise your hand just because I asked you because it doesn't matter whether I see you. God sees you. God sees you. Not praying because we're in trouble. Not praying because we got a bill that's due Friday at 3 o'clock. Not, pray, not praying because we got a bad doctor's report. But we are just getting in God's presence to see what he has to say. Those, that's where the secrets are told. That's where the anointing is dispensed. That's where giftings and callings are strengthened up. Yes, Lord, we hear you. God is calling us to prayer. Ask for rain in the time of rain. Ask, even though there was an abundance of rain, we can hear it. Just so we can hear the rumble of the, of the thunder. We can smell the rain, but it's not guaranteed to come, people of God. If we don't pray it through, out of all that God has been doing for this house, we can get arrogant because we see parking lots full and we can see chairs filled and having to put chairs out. But if we get arrogant, if we get comfortable, he'll shut up the heavens. You may feel a little bit of your health springing back. As soon as you get to feeling good, you forget about what you told God. You forget about what you promised him. Husband may be acting a little better. All of a sudden, you ain't doing the things you promised him he would do. God said, I will shut the heavens up in a twinkle of an eye. Don't play with me. I will shut it up. Everything you got, I gave to you. And before I let you renege, I will shut the heavens up. God said, I love you too much. There's too much potential in you. And before I let you go the way of a fool, I will shut the heavens up. I will cause locusts to eat up. 
Anybody that's feel called to prayer, would you raise your hand right now? Come on, let's lift both hands before the Lord and let's just begin to worship him right now. Lord, we feel you calling us. We feel you calling us. Come on, begin to open your mouths and begin to worship him. Yes. God, we feel you calling us. Calling us to our knees. We feel you calling us, God. We feel you calling us. We feel you calling us. I thank you right now, Lord, that you're gonna sweep this room with a burden of prayer, God. Lord, give us the weight of prayer. Lord, don't let us be satisfied until we've spent time with you in your presence, God. Let us feel odd, God. Let us feel strange unless we have communed with you. I'm not talking about now lay me down to sleep. I'm not letting the Lord bless this food from the nursery. But Lord, I'm talking about, Lord, let us have a hunger that we feel odd and strange if we have not spent time with you. Lord, you're calling us to a deeper place of communion with you. Lord, you have set us apart. You have set us apart, God. And we found right now, God, that we are going to be a people of prayer. Lord, you said that your house shall be a house of prayer. For prayer is where the transactions take place. Prayer is where you, you empower your people, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. The Lord that when we meet you on our knees, God, you're going to reveal unto us our next steps, God. There is no need for us to be ignorant of what you're going to do, God. Ignorant of your next move. Being ignorant of the Satan's next the Satan's devices, God. We thank you right now that you're going to meet us on the top of Mount Carmel. God is saying right now, find your place. Find your time. God said he's speaking to you right now of a place in time. Your personal Mount Carmel where you can put your head between your knees and you can begin to pray and you can begin to seek his face. Prayer is not all about just talking to him. It is just creating an environment where sometimes he can talk to you. Your next level of efficiency and effectiveness is going to be unlocked through prayer. And obedience when you leave prayer. Thank you, Father. It does no good to pray if we're not obedient to what we hear while we're in it. in the chamber of prayer provision is in the chamber of prayer direction is in the chamber of prayer 
Will somebody begin to pray? Even now, lift your voice. Come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth and tell him something. Thank you, Father. Your robot's here. Your robot's here. Your robot's here. Your robot's here. Come on, come on, come on. Pray, 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 pray. Shifting happens in the chamber of prayer. Come on, come on, come on. Shift us. Shifting happens in prayer. Oh, worship is nice, but worship is a vehicle to get in his presence. When we get in his presence, what are you going to say to him? When you get in his presence, what are you willing to obey what he tells you? In the chamber of prayer, people of God, miracles happen in the chamber of prayer. I know why it rains now. It rains because God's people ask for it. In the time of rain. why it rains. It rains because it's people ask for it. God said, I'll send it to your family if you ask for it. Instead of complaining if you ask for rain. God said, I'll send the rain of healing and provision if you simply ask for it. College students, I'll send the rain of scholarships and grants if you will simply ask for it. Favor in the classroom if you would ask for it. God send your aid. God send your aid. Can somebody cry out to him for rain? If you know that your spirit is shifting because I've got the revelation that when I ask for rain, he will not withhold rain from his children. I know why it rains. Tell somebody, I know. I know why it rains now. I know why it rains. It all makes sense. I know why it rains. I'll tell you whatever you have need of. begins to come begins to come until it comes I'm going to stay in the posture of prayer until
Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash atthefellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.